Yeah, we'd, we're not going to agree on many of these. I, I think the favourite might get it. Oh, yeah. I really do. I think it was um, a very good script. I think it was very solid. It wasn't fast-paced, not like Vice. It didn't drive the plot along at, at any great speed, but it was very clever. I think it was funny in moments as well, you know, like quite dark humour, but yeah. it was still funny. And I think it really got the, the best out of the characters. You know, you really got to learn a bit about them. So I thought it was very well written, and I think that could edge it. Okay, so three different choices there. <clears throat> Moving on to our fourth person, Aussie. You're going to toe the line or are you going to pick something different? I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to uh, say Roma. Um, I just thought it was a really, really new story for me. Yeah, it was difficult because it's in, you know, it's subtitles, so you got to pay attention. You can't just sit there, you know, pissing about on your phone or anything like that. But <laughs> yeah, it, was just, um, it was just new. You know, it was, um, it was really interesting. It was really well told. Okay, thank you very much. And finally, Joel. I'm going to go with Roma as well. Oh, okay. Just because it's a very unique film and it's the only one I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Joel. Okay, so moving on to adapted screenplay. If Beale Street could talk, can you ever forgive me? A Star is Born, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, or Black Klansman? So starting with Dave. I think Black Klansman could get this one. I think it's going to be a repeat of BAFTA success for Spike Lee. It's based on um, Ron Stallworth's memoir, Black Klansman, it's actually called, um, and I just thought they've done a fantastic job of adapting it. They've got so much uh, real stuff that actually happened to him, and it's, it's fantastical, some of the stuff that he actually records in his memoirs. You can't believe it actually happened. But And then they enhance certain bits as well, make it more entertaining as a film, you know, bring some events together. And I just thought it was a, it was a masterpiece. It was the perfect way to tell the story. So I think and hope that Spike Lee will walk away with this one. Okay. Uh, Alex? Yep, with Dave on that one. Black Clansman for me too. And Joel? Yeah, three out of three so far. I just think it is... I don't actually think it was made as Oscar bait, and I think a lot of the other ones were. So uh, for that reason, as well as what Dave said, I'm I'm carrying on the trend. Okay, well, so so far, three for three. Um, Ozzy? Four for four. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, right for me, I would actually pick if Beale Street could talk. I had to mess it up, didn't you? I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As much as I absolutely loved Black Landsman, and I did, I thought the adaptation of If Beale Street Could Talk from the a novel of the same name by James Baldwin was just <laughs> incredibly well done. Uh, Baldwin himself is a really well respected and revered author, and his estate is absolutely notorious for being very protective over his work, understandably, of course. But Barry Jenkins is a, a huge fan of Baldwin, and you can tell here because he's handled the story just so well. Uh, apparently, he adapted the book into the script first before seeking permission as he wanted to show off his adaptation to the estate. And I think that that really, really paid off for him as uh, it, they could see that it wasn't a cash grab, this was an actual passion project by an incredibly talented director and it's it's such a beautiful film and I'm astonished that it wasn't nominated for Best Picture or Best Director so because it hasn't been nominated for those two awards I would really really love to see it walk away with the Best Adapted Screenplay. Okay so uh, so nearly nearly had a full house there guys so moving on see what we get for Animated Feature. The nominations are Incredibles 2, Miria, Ralph Blake's The Internet, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse or Isle of Dogs. So starting with Joel. Legitimately, legitimately if, if Spider-Man doesn't win that, it, it's a travesty. That film is like the best animated film I've seen like in the last 15 years. So easy pick for me, Spider-Man. I, I think I would pick Spider-Man as well, to be honest. I think it was so well shot. It, it, it was actually like watching a comic book come to life, really. 
and it won the Golden Globe recently as well. So I, I think, as as Joel said, it, I'd be very shocked if something else did win it. Um, Dave? I agree with Joel. It would be a travesty if anything else won. I'm with Spider-Man on this one. Okay, Alex? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to have to do four for four here. It, I wouldn't have thought so. You wouldn't have thought the Spider-Man, a Spider-Man film like that would have been getting anywhere near an Oscar, but yeah, no, defo. Okay, and who oh, can we make it five for five, Ozzy? Well, I, I mean, I would love Isle of Dogs to win. I'm a big Wes Anderson fan, as everyone knows. Um, I absolutely adored The Incredibles 2. thought it was brilliant, but no. The out-and-out out, out out winner for me is uh, Spider-Man as well. Yeah, it's the best. Ooh, wow. I, I just assumed you were going to go with Wes Anderson. Yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> okay, so that's our first five for five. There so we, we all agree on that? Yeah. So it, if it better win. If Spider-Man <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse wins, who are we going to send a Fredo to? Spider-Man yeah, himself. <laughs> figure it out. Like Tom Holland can get that one. <laughs> yeah, he can hide it in his mouth. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Um, so <laughs> moving on to the acting categories, Best Supporting Actress. We've got Amy Adams for Vice, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk, Marina Di Tavara for Roma, Emma Stone for The Favourite, or Rachel Weisz for The Favourite. So, starting with Alex. Uh, it's got to be Rachel Weisz in The Favourite. It's a bit of a tough one in The Favourite, but I, I, many, many good performances, but I think she was the strongest in it. I've, I've not really seen her play that before. She plays a, I don't know, she, it's, it's a hard woman in a kind of a, in a, in a position of power, but I think she did it absolutely brilliantly, and she didn't just play it as just as kind of a maniac as it could have been played, I think. I think she brought a bit more of a nuance to it and she made it the, the subtle role that it was written to be. I think Rachel Weisz really brought something special to that performance. It was amazing. Okay, uh, Dave, do you agree? The favourite, Emma Stone. Ooh. I think I think Emma Stone just edged it for me. That's, that's just personal opinion. I think Rachel Weisz could well win it, but I would like to see it go to Emma Stone. All three of the actresses in The Favourite were fantastic. Yeah. Just superb performances. And I would not begrudge it to Rachel Weisz for one second. She was superb. But I think that Emma Stone might edge it on the night, and I, I would kind of like it too. I just thought her, her performance had a bit more range to it. I think she was, there was more required of her, if you know what I mean. Interesting. Okay, um, so Joel? Um, I agree with Dave, but I would begrudge... Rachel, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, that's just about you and Rachel. That's got nothing to do. <laughs> Don't make it personal. Man. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, uh, Joel. I'll uh, see. I think I would go with Amy Adams as well. Um, she was um, absolutely vile. Um, hate, uh, hated her. As a, but that's exactly what she was going for, you know. Was, but she was meant to be vile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, it's perfect. It really was well done. Um, but she's not meant to be out and out violent. Yeah, yeah, not not at all. She was she was subtle. It was um, it was really well done. It was just perfectly played. So uh, this is a highly contested category. This, and I think I'm going to go against all of you here. Uh, but Regina King takes it for me here. I I feel that her character went on a, a more of a journey, and uh, King as an actress conveyed a much wider range of emotions than perhaps the other actresses might have done in their performances uh, but she did so with so much ease she played a large part of it as very restrained and calm in the face of injustice but there's a scene towards the end in which she confronts her character and the sheer anguish like frustration the, the dejection and anger conveyed by her is just remarkable so, so yeah for me king should walk away with this no problem and uh, just quickly on that one uh, marina de Tav- tavira mm-hmm from Roma, that's the only person that we haven't picked here. 
Uh, so, uh, Dave, you've seen Roma. Mm-hmm. Do you think that her performance, I mean, how would you rank that against the others? Oh, she was great. She was really great in that. She was you have a superb performance. She played the uh, the mother, if anyone has seen it, of the family. And she had such a, a difficult job there, to be honest with you. But I think there's just other performances I've seen that have just edged her. She certainly deserves a nomination, no doubt about that. But I, I don't see her coming away victorious on the night. Okay. Uh, so moving on to Best Supporting Actor. So first up, Mashallah Ali for Green Book, Sam Elliott for A Star Is Born, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. Uh, so for me personally, it's got to be Mashallah Ali. I, I thought I think this is another no-brainer for me personally. I thought it was a perfect follow-up to his win for uh, in the same category for Moonlight a couple of years ago. Here he delivers uh, another captivating performance, but it's so much different from his Moonlight one. It's 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 very charismatic, but also restrained for the majority of the film. But he definitely portrays somebody uh, with something bubbling away under the surface, and then eventually packs this tremendous emotional punch later on in the film. He's he's also won the award for. Um, the, the same awards in the Golden Globes and the Critics' Choice and the Screen Actors Guild. So I would be surprised if he walked away from this without the award, to be honest. So, so Dave? I'm with you. I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing further to add. Alex? Uh, I'm going to go with Adam Driver for Black Landsman. I think as a supporting actor, he did a really, really good role. And I think it actually, as in the category of supporting actor, sometimes it's hard to figure out like exactly sometimes oh they just did a good job but they weren't the main actor i think he was actually very good as a supporting actor i think he supported the other performances really well i thought he brought a bit of comic comedy to it at times but then he brought a bit of seriousness to it and although he's quite deadpan i i, I found myself drawn like my eyes were drawn to him throughout the film so i definitely i go for adam driver is that not because of his long face he did uh, yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> okay uh, so joel uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Adam Driver as well. I just think as an actor, he's got a really a big range. And like, just like Alex said, when he's on the screen, you just kind of find yourself drawn to him um, as well as his long face. So, <laughs> <laughs> And finally, Aussie. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty torn. It's not really a, one of the topics I thought about. And after hearing both the arguments, I reckon I'd probably side with um, you, you and Dave, uh, Gav. Them, yeah. So, Master, uh, you still Ali. think you're a judge, don't you? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So, so, Dave, you saw a Star Is Born, Sam Elliott. Mm. Where does he rank on it? Where it, do you? It was a good performance, but it, I, I keep saying this week after week, he was very much just Sam Elliott. It's, it wasn't a big, it wasn't a big stretch of a performance for him. Don't get me wrong, he was very good at it. There's a fantastic uh, emotional bit where he's talking with Bradley Cooper in the car about who Bradley Cooper idolised when he was younger. I won't spoil the scene for you. But it is a great performance. He does act in this. He's not just playing Sam Elliott, but I don't think he's going to get it on the night. Is it him acting or is it just his moustache? <laughs> I, I think they should have a separate thing for they, Sam Elliott. They work Sam together so beautifully. Best, <laughs> best on-screen partnership of the year. <laughs> and Alex, I'm surprised in a way because you're a really big Sam Rockwell fan and he's up for Vice. Yeah, I am a massive Sam Rockwell fan and I, I, but I didn't think his portrayal of George W. Bush was... I'm not saying it's his fault, I just don't think it was written that well mm. and I think... That was one of the weaker things in Vice. Was yeah. Sam is listening to this. I'm so sorry, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I am. For me, um, can you ever forgive me? I, I really liked the film, to be honest. It was more comedic than I thought it was going to be. Um, Richard E. Grant, he did a really good job in it, to be fair, but I don't think that... Uh, I mean, I, I'm glad that he's been nominated, don't get me wrong, because he's a fantastic actor that has done so many good performances <laughs> over his career, and it's good to finally be nominated. But in comparison to all those other performances, especially Marshall Ali... I, I don't think I think he pales into insignificance to be honest and that's not to give discredit to his performance because it was good it just wasn't as emotional he didn't have as much to do as the others he's just made up to be nominated though yeah he's already having a great year <laughs> <laughs> okay so moving on to actress in a leading role uh, so we've got first up Glenn Close in The Wife Lady Gaga in A Star Is Born Melissa McCarthy in Can You Ever Forgive Me Olivia Colman in The Favourite and Yulitza Aparicio for Roma so, starting with Dave. I think it's going to be Olivia Coleman. I want it to be Olivia Coleman, and I believe it will be Olivia Coleman. <laughs> it, it was just such a captivating performance. She is a fantastic actress. Ever since I saw Tyrannosaur many years ago, mm. which was Paddy Con- uh, Constantine's first film, she blew me away in that. She was absolutely fantastic. And she's so adept at comedy. She's so adept at drama. There is nothing she cannot do. She is a superb actress. And a made-up, she got a role like this, you know, a role that she could really get her teeth into. And she came away with one of, of the best performances I think I've ever seen. It was superb. She should win Best Actress, no doubt. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, Alex? 100% with Dave. Definitely Olivia Coleman out of that lot, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. Joel? I agree. Um, I would have to agree as well, to be honest. I thought it was a fantastic performance. Uh, and Austin? Uh, five for five again. Oh, brilliant. Five for five. Right, Olivia Coleman, if you're listening, which you should be. <laughs> <laughs> if, Films on trial loves you. Yeah, Films definitely. on trial loves you. And if you win, you you're, getting a, you're getting a big feta. <laughs> well, she, she's British, you know, that's the yeah, link. That's, that's the only link I've got. <laughs> but, look, by the way, if you're not British, please to keep listening. To <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying that it's, e- it's easier for her to listen to. Is, sure. Geographically. She understands the accents. Exactly. Uh, Okay, so um, Dave, Lady Lady Gaga, Star is Born? Yeah, it it wasn't a bad performance by any means. She can act, and she really can act. It's not bad at all. It's good, but it's not great. It's not good enough. I would say maybe not good enough for a nomination, but I wouldn't say it's certainly not good enough to win. And... um, Austin, Glitzia, Apricio, oh, Roma. Roma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was, um, she was brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, good enough to win. I, I don't think so, but um, but it, you know, it's, it was outstanding. It was such a great film. Yeah, I think. I'm not sure that how that's how they'll say a name at the award ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. But he does have an ulcer, doesn't he? Oh yeah, sorry. Lest we forget. Yeah. Yeah, lest we forget about my ulcer. This is very painful for me at the moment. Alex, how do you pronounce her name properly? Uh, I think it's y- y- Yalatisa Aparicio. Yalatisa? Oh shit! What did I just say? Not yet. Not, not yeah. Y- y- Yalatisa. I think. I think. And we can just edit this to make it sound like I'm, I'm more intellectual than I am. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to edit it, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if anything, I'm going to make it longer. Just make it yeah. longer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, M- Melissa McCarthy for me, she gave a really good performance. To be honest, I was very surprised at her range. I, I've you know used to see Melissa McCarthy in comedic performances. This was very good. It was very deft. Uh, and she had a, a big range, and there's a scene towards the end where she packs a you know a really emotional performance where she's talking about all the things that she's done, and she's talking about regret, and she's talking about like if she did regret it, and she does deliver like a really strong performance. I was actually surprised, but I, I, as I said, I, I don't think it, it's 
it stands up against Olivia Coleman's performance. Same with Glenn Close in The Wife for me. That whole film, I was waiting for her to release this this massive tirade, just give this fantastic like explosion of emotions, but it just didn't happen. She was very, very reserved throughout the film. And then the, the, this, this scene happens where Jonathan Price um, confronts her and Glenn Close essentially doesn't break down, but she confronts him about and the fact that he's been taking credit for all these books and um, that she's written essentially and I thought she was going to un- unleash hell but she didn't once again it was it was slightly more reserved than I would have preferred so it was a good performance but uh, once again against Olivia Coleman the amount of range that she had in that performance it doesn't stand up I think unlike many of the categories and in previous years that's one of the ones where I'm quite sure about mm. well I know I'm very sure about my own opinion on that one. Oh, we got yeah, five for yeah. five I think we're all that's pretty convinced oh yeah <laughs> Okay, so moving on to Best Actor in a Leading Role, we've got Viggo Mortensen for Green Book, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, Christian Bale for Vice, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate, and Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born. Alex? Christian Bale, without doubt. His performance of Dick Cheney was just incredible. And not just the uh, not just the commitment to the gaining weight and looking like him. I think he, he obviously put an insane amount of effort into the detail of his mannerisms the way he speaks, and I think after all of that work, I think then he gave an incredibly good performance on top of all of that, you know, and, and really brought a, an, an interesting way of looking at Dick Cheney purely through his performance. So I, I think that's one of the best performances of a bio a biopic, do we say, or biopic? What's biopic. The thing? Well, biopic. we say bi- <laughs> biopic. <laughs> uh, that I've seen for a really long time. And not just a, a good impersonation, but bringing something a little bit more to the table than that. I, I completely agree with you. I, I would go Christian Bale for me as well. Yeah, Austin. Yeah, I'm going to go Christian Bale. I mean, I hate advice, oh. but um, but yeah, I thought his acting was absolutely brilliant. He was uh, again vile. Yeah, felt evil. It was really well done. That is such a good, such Dave? a good actor. You might be right with Christian Bale. I wouldn't rule him out, but I think Rami Malek. Might Ooh. just steal it at the last at the last hurdle. Um, I thought you gave a fantastic performance. Again, it's another biopic. It's uh, Freddie Mercury this time. Now, Dick Cheney was not well known for being private. What? No. <laughs> He's well known for being private, and, you know, we don't really know much about Dick Cheney. Everyone knows about Freddie Mercury. Mm. We've seen footage of him. We've seen him in concert. We know what he looked like. We know how he moved. We knew how he sounded. Rami Malek had to impersonate someone who was so ingrained in popular culture, mm. and he did it so well. And it's more than just an impersonation. I'm selling him short by saying that. It was a fantastic performance, really seeing you behind the curtain of what was going on in his private life as well as seeing what was going on on stage. And although the film itself is not great, by any stretch, it could have been so much better. It could have been so much more. His performance holds it all together. Whereas Christian Bale, I think you could have had a week of actor and the film would still have been good. Rami Malek, this film needed Rami Malek. And I think the awards uh, body will see that. Okay. That's a great summary there, Dave. Uh, Joel? Yeah, I totally agree with Dave. I think much, much more was required from Rami Malek and he fulfilled it perfectly. I think Christian Bale did a good job. But totally agree with what Dave said, really. I think anybody else could have done that role quite equally and you wouldn't have noticed a different film. Okay. Um, so, Dave, quickly, Bradley Cooper, The Star is Born. He's much the same category as Lady Gaga, to be honest with you. He's good, don't get me wrong. These are good performances, but I don't think they're good enough. Mm. I think it would be a real shame if one of them won. It would take away from a performance far better, to be honest with you. That film, for me, is everything that's wrong with the Oscars. It's mm. just complete Oscar bait. I mean, why is Lady Gaga <coughs> in one of her... I presume it's her first film. Why is she getting nominated? You know, when there's other actresses out there doing, you know, slaving over 
I would say bare performances as well. It's just because of the subject matter of the film that, I agree. that they are that that they nominated it, and it's everything wrong with the, uh, you know, with that whole Oscars thing. It's like I said when I saw it, you know, and I saw Bradley Cooper had been nominated, and having seen the film, it's like I'm now more bitter that John David Washington did not get nominated for Black Klansman. You know, mm. Cooper's performance was good; it's good, but it's not great. It's not good enough. Yeah, but I, I, I've seen. Um, Green Book and At Eternity's Gate. Green Book, Viggo Mortensen, he did give a really good performance, to be honest. Not as good as Christian Bale, or by the sounds of it, Rami Malek. Um, he, once again, gains a lot of weight. He got all the mannerisms of the character down to a T. There is a bit of a, an emotional um, delivery as well. You know, there's like a range of emotions that he goes through, but it's it's not as, as, as good or as wide as Christian Bale's. Uh, and Willem Dafoe, I, I just didn't like the film, to be honest. At Tennessee's Gate, it just felt a little bit like a, of an art house performance. And Willem Dafoe just, uh, he just felt like Willem Dafoe, to be honest. So I'm, I'm sorry, but yeah, it doesn't um, stand up to Christian Bale's performance in me. Uh, so moving on quickly, best director, Spike Lee, Black Klansman, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Adam McKay for Vice, Pavel Pavlovsky for Cold War, or Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favourite. Uh, so, Alex? Uh, Spike Lee for Black Klansman. I just think that was uh, a really well-directed film. I think he got the tone, which was quite a tricky tone, which was sometimes comic, sometimes incredibly serious. And also, I I feel like he, just through his direction, put an incredibly good message, especially at the end of the film, that connects the events that happened. I think, was it in the 70s it's set? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it connects the events in the 70s and then brings that to present day. And I think that was an incredibly powerful move and that's what Spike Lee brought as a director. This That film could not have been done, I don't think, by anyone but Spike Lee. And I think he I think he really deserves an Oscar for it. Hey, Joel? I agree with Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and Austin? I think I'm going to go with uh, Yorgos. Um, yes. Um, I just thought The Favourite was an absolutely brilliant film and, um, and I guess this was kind of his first foray into the mainstream in some in some ways he did the lobster yeah, yeah. Um, he did the lobster didn't he um yeah but uh but this you know maybe we could say he's sort of selling out you know <laughs> <laughs> well it's you know. it's not shit i would say compared to the lobster <laughs> well yeah it's um, a very good one it's first good one. <laughs> uh, dave my heart says spike lee my head says alfonso Cuaron. I think uh, I enjoyed Black Klansman more as a film. I've seen both, um, so I would like to see Spike Lee get it. But I think, having seen Roma, I think this could be Alfonso Cuaron's year yet again. It was a modern-day masterclass in filmmaking, to be honest with you. Okay. I'm sort of on the same wavelength with you there, but with a different director. Pavel Pavlovsky, for me, his Cold War was incredible. It was such a fantastic film to watch. I was surprised that it wasn't even nominated for Best Picture. I know it's been nominated for Best Foreign Language Film, and I hope that it does win that. I just thought it was an absolutely beautiful story. It was so well told. The shots in it were incredibly beautiful. The, the scenery, the cinematography, the story, the acting, the, the emotions that he captures, the tour de force that these two characters go through throughout the uh, the journey of the film, it's just incredible, and he captures it all so well. And, yeah, so for, for me, it's uh, Pavel Pavlovsky. Um, it, it's quickly the only one we haven't mentioned there. Adam McKay, Alex, Vice, just uh, uh, nowhere good as the other ones? Or? No, no not, uh, not, not as good. Uh, <laughs> Black Klansman for me was kind of like, a, it felt like a bit of a 10 out of 10 as I was watching it. And Vice, is, although I really enjoyed it, it, it just it, there was a, a few there's a, <laughs> <laughs> there was a few clanging moments in Vice, especially I think with the comedy and sometimes when it was explaining stuff. 
where it sort of fell down and it didn't work, especially the kind of a symbolism with the fish. I, I yeah. think especially, I don't know why that sort of still it sticks in your head. But it sticks in my head. But he, he, yeah, a little. But he, he just, yeah. I, I feel like maybe Vice was slightly overdirected. To be yeah, just a touch. Okay, uh, and moving on to the very last subject here, best picture. So we've got Black Panther, Black Klansman, The Favorite, Green Book, Bohemian Rhapsody, Vice, Roma. And a star is born. So we've covered pretty much all of them previously. Will, will we get five out of five on this one? This is a big one. Well, going to start off with yourself, Alex. Oh, uh, easy. Uh, <laughs> I keep talking about it. Black Klansman again. Uh, just kind of what I touched on before. It's it's a political film, and to be honest, especially in the day in the in the world we live in now, I don't see why films aren't trying to be a little bit more political and trying to tie in what the stories are with what's going on now. And I think just for that alone, this film really deserves a recognition. I would completely agree with you. I know I picked Pavel Pavlovsky before for Best Director, and that's not to say that I didn't like Spike Lee's direction in Black Lantern, because I did, I thought it was fantastic, but I just thought that Pavel Pavlovsky did more as a director in Cold War. But as a complete package, as a complete film, I'd say Black Lantern for me had it all. It was exceptionally well-written, well-performed, well-directed. As a film itself, I think it was definitely the best film that I watched last year. I, I was so affected by it. I don't think I've been as affected by a film in, in a long time. I'm trying to, I'm struggling to think now of the last time I was affected so much. But walk, walking away from that film, I was speechless. I, I was still thinking about that film weeks and weeks later. The technique that he uses at the end by using real life footage to bring you crashing back to reality that after you've just watched the yeah. film it isn't actually just a film that you're watching this is real life this is still happening to this day i know that the film's set in 1970s but you know fast forward so many years 2018 2019 yeah. these things are still happening to this day and it was just so shocking and so powerful to use that real life footage that i think that it only added to an already incredible film and for me hands down best picture of the year what about you, Dave? I would love to see Black Klansman win it. I did. Out of all the films on there, it's probably the one I enjoyed the most, but I think it's going to go to Roma. I think, yeah, it's another heart says one thing, head says the other. I think it's Roma's night. It's, I enjoyed Roma. I thought it was a good film. I didn't love it as much as everyone else seems to, though. I've heard some people singing its praises left, right, and center, and I think because of that, I, I suspect that this could be a shoe-in for Best Picture. It's a great film, personally, just not for me. But I do think it's going to come away with a prize. Do you think it not being released widely in cinemas will hurt its chances? No, no, I don't think it will. I think if it wins, though, it could uh, reshape cinema as we know it. Ooh. I think a lot of the big studios are going to sit bolt upright and be like, so Netflix got, <laughs> got a best picture in, you know, with distribution. It could really shake things up studio-wise. Definitely. Um, okay, so Joel, what's your pick? Uh, I'm going to agree with everyone else, to be honest, and go with Black Klansman. I really, I'm just happy, to be fair, that Black Panther got got a look in. <laughs> There's so many like decent films out there that don't even get a look in into the Oscars, which is why I just avoid the whole thing. So um, if one of those two films wins, I'll be happy. If any of the other films win, I won't be happy. <laughs> <laughs> the Oscars and, are shaking. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. I don't think it will win the awards. But I'm just very happy that it was nominated in the first place. It's such an important film for our times, and for me, it thoroughly deserves the recognition it's getting. I would disagree a little bit there. I just don't think it's good enough film. Really? I, yeah. I think it was good, and I think it took like Marvel Cinema Universe in a very good direction. It made some you know interesting points, but I just don't think it was that 
good a film technically and everything else. But uh, so, uh, but for me, it's all about kind of technique as well. So I mean, I don't think it was the best film. I don't necessarily say it was the best superhero film, even. But I say it was so important. It's like um, essentially the, the jazz singer winning Best Picture because it was the first use of the talkie. So. Black Klansman, give it to Black Klansman. <laughs> for, for, for those yeah. exact reasons, give it to Black Klansman. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but the message of Black Klansman is very important and very powerful, but for Black Panther, it's not just about the message, although there is a really strong and powerful message in there as well. It's about everything else. It's about everything behind the film. It's the first uh, Hollywood blockbuster, multi-million dollar Hollywood blockbuster that it features a predominantly African-American cast. It's set almost entirely in Africa. It's directed by an African-American director, featuring storylines and themes that are relevant to this day. It's more than just a film. It's hopefully a new movement in Hollywood to more to, towards a more inclusive and diverse landscape. So for me, you know, I'm not saying that it, it's the best picture. I'm not saying that it should get the best picture nod ahead of Black Klansman, but it definitely deserves a nomination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and finally, Austin? Um, yeah, I'm fully in Dave's camp, I think. Um, I'd love... Black Klansman to win, but I um I, I do think it's going to be Roma. Both great films, but um yeah, I just think that um it, Roma's got Oscar written all over it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, thank you very much, and, and thank you very much, everybody else. That's it essentially. I will tally up our scores and I'll put them in the comments section below, and I will also add them to our website, Films on Trial. So what did you think of our votes, everyone? Let us know on Twitter at Film Trials, and why not compete against us and send us your own picks. Any perfect scores out there, and I will too send you a Freddo, <laughs> in addition to Tom Holland and Olivia Colman, of course. <laughs> uh, so just wanted to say thank you very much for listening. Regular scheduling will commence next week with Where Eagles Dare. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.